0: Everyone,
1: welcome back to CORE. This is Core Episode one hundred and forty nine. I'm sorry, one hundred and ninety nine. I don't know why I said forty nine. Ninety nine. One ninety nine. Uh which seems crazy. You guys were one episode away from two hundred. How does that feel to everybody? Feels right. Should we do anything for that? Should we make a big deal out of it, or should we just like no big deal? Like who cares? Like what do you guys think?
2: I oh, don't know. Does it coincide with anything?
1: Like, no. Is there- It'll be well, let's see, that'll mark the third episode we would have done where I did not get Death Stranding and still have no interest in it. Does that count as a celebration? <laughs> I tried really hard to be excited about that game, by the way, and everyone talking about it, you'd think that'd be enough to get me all all piped up or whatever. I just can't do it. After watching gameplay and seeing what's going on, I can catch the weird story in compilations on YouTube. I don't need to walk around the wasteland covered in boxes, hoping I don't trip and dump them everywhere and pick them up again? Like, that sounds terrible to me. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> it
2: really it really is like if somebody took a list of things that are in the back of my mind as things I just don't like to do in video games yeah. and made a game around it. It's like, what do you think about encumbrance mechanics? Well, I don't like it. What do you think about pressing buttons to maintain your balance? Well, that sounds shitty. What do you think about weather that ages you and your gear. Oh, well, That also sounds awful.
1: <laughs> yeah. How about the whole thing is just really a fetch quest one after another. Like it's just, and, and, and he's responded to the, uh, Hideo Kojima's re- uh, responded to the criticisms by saying that there were a lot of American reviewers talking about this and they don't understand it. Meaning, you know, there's something wrong with them.
2: Well, he said first-person shooters are popular in America, and, you know, you can read into that a lot of things. You can read into that as him saying, like, they just like dumb run-and-gun games, and they don't understand the genius that I'm throwing out here, and, you know, there's maybe an element to that. He's not wrong. First-person shooter games are more popular here than other places, but at the same time, it doesn't change the fact that you've built a game around mechanics I don't think I'm gonna like, and Therefore, I'm not interested. There's a ton of people who love this game. Like, it is a divisive game. It's not a universally panned or universally loved. Oh, yeah. It seems to be cutting right down the middle, but I am not going to try it until it is significantly cheaper because that game is a great big description of things I don't like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like all the stuff I don't like to do in MMOs or RPGs or other games, and then they make it sort of the point. Now, it's it's entirely possible... That the game makes all that stuff somehow compelling, and you don't want to stop doing it. And eventually, you just wrap your head around it, and you just do it. Uh, I just, I just can't do it right now. I just don't have it in me. I wanted to, but I, I think
3: I this can't. is doubly damning because I think a lot of people wanted this game to also succeed, given just how much attention we gave to it mm-hmm. <laughs> leading up to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of goodwill, even if the game was not that good, for people to be like,
1: "Yeah, it's great."
3: You know, like just just to be biased, and still it's tepid. So
1: well, it'll sell. I mean, it sold well, as best I can tell. The numbers were good over the week for it. Uh, I don't know what the drop off will be like, but I don't know. Like, it's part of me is like, I'm so glad a weird freaking thing like that exists. Uh, sure. But it's the first time with a Kojima game anyway when it wasn't Metal Gear, where I went, I'll probably just pass, or I'll watch the. I, I I do want to see this weird story and these psycho ideas but i want to see them without doing all of the in-between seemingly super boring activities so let me let me just get that all in some sum up youtube video and that's cool that'll be like hey it's del toro walking around with a baby in a thing and check it out it's that guy from hannibal he looks like he's up to no good you know i want i'll get that without having to walk around with 20 feet of freaking boxes on my back and then wipe out at the last second because the ladder was placed wrong like it just doesn't do it for me so anyway I mean I can't really say what I think of it because I haven't played it so what I'm trying to do here is not condemn it for what it is without actually playing it because I haven't but uh what they're showing me and I think this is a fair stance to take what they're showing me is just not driving me it's just not making me want to want to do much well, other than it's pretty and you know looks cool and all that but it's not And enough.
2: also for for anybody that's sitting here wondering like well why are they talking about a game they haven't played because we get a lot of questions of are you guys going to talk about Death Stranding a week. Yeah. You know, we see it in our Discord, we get tweets about it like oh man, are they going to talk about Death Stranding and the answer is probably not because uh I don't think any of us are particularly interested in it at this point.
1: Yeah, at this moment. And I'm fickle that way. Like one minute I want a thing and the next minute I don't. I don't know if you guys remember, this isn't that long ago, but all I wanted for about a three to six month stretch was every space game you could give me. Give me all the space games. I don't care if they're bad, new, early access, old. I don't care. I want to play space games. And I wouldn't stop. I was just too into it. And at the moment, I don't want any of them. I'm good. In fact, I'm up to my knees and... Fantasy and a uh, western, <laughs> and they're nothing like space games at all. So, you know, that's how we we do. And I'm and I'm st- all I'm saying is like it could happen. Very well, could happen six months from now. The PC version of that thing comes out, which is happening in early 2020. And I go, oh, you know, I didn't touch it before. I actually kind of think I want to pick that up now. That totally yeah. could happen. So, you know, check back with me. I guess in April or June or something. We'll see how it went. Anyway, it's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about a bunch of other stuff, too. Uh, it's core. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. Forgot to say everybody's name. Uh, now I've done it. So let's talk about some stuff. Bo, you've got this thing going in your head with subscription services. Let's talk about this. I think this is important. We uh, did we this is, this is Oh, was this you? I think. Feel this way too. Well, that's what's funny, because last week, I think Bo typed something similar, and we glossed over it a little bit. So now
3: hey, a, it w- was a different thing but it still had to do with this impact subscription services are having right but but i'd have a i, I can't remember what it was or so something different though. well we'll yeah, take
2: i i ran into a weird thing this week tell us about I, it i so i bought and we'll talk more about it i see but i bought red dead redemption on pc and as i bought it and put in my credit card information and paid for this game i went what am i doing this <laughs> <laughs> feels weird <laughs> buying a video game, game. <laughs> Yeah. and i realized that i'm we're starting to hit that place where all of a sudden it's starting to feel odd to actually buy the video games that are coming out and playing mm-hmm. because so much of what i've played recently i've just gotten because i've been a part of some subscription service mm-hmm. um gears five i decided to just jump in but was really pushing for it i was kind of resistant to it i watched him play some it's like yeah, I guess, you know what? I i have that game technically if I want it. I'll just go play it. Um, but Gears 5, The Outer Worlds, uh, this week, and I'll talk about this and what we're playing, I just got an itch to play a racing game super bad. Mm. And I thought, well, I'll play my favorite one, which is Burnout Paradise. And then I thought, oh, yeah, they did a remaster of that.
0: Oh, I wonder yeah, and if I Origin. have access
2: to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, because like a dummy, I left my EA origin <laughs> access thing going since the days of Anthem uh. and forgot to turn it off. Uh, turns out I have access to that. <laughs> so I installed that and played played that. Um, this Star Wars game that's coming out that people seem real cool on for, you know, I, I think for reasons, but. It seems unusually tepid, the excitement for it. I'm going to get to play it through that EA thing. That's, bu- that's
0: building,
1: by the way. It. Excitement for that game is building, I've noticed. There seems to be a, uh, a bit of a comeback around the other side where people are like, oh, wait a minute. Some of this late, recent stuff they've shown looks kind of rad. I wonder if this will be any good. And then, I don't know, I, I feel like we may see a turnaround on that game. We're just all so sure that EA is going to blow it that we, we're not giving it yeah. the time of day anyway no that's that's a really good point also i would like to make fun of you pub- publicly for not canceling your origins account
2: i know given it the fact
1: bad. that the reason you had it in the first place was to take advantage of the launch of uh of the anthem which turned out to be so terrible that nobody's playing it anymore i keep checking over there once in a while I, i'm i'm curious how much free money
3: you've given them i mean you've given me a lot of free money too so uh, thank yeah. you yeah although i canceled
2: um, that i i finally sure, after 12 months i've Got gotten
3: it. a lot of your money for no reason <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that um the <laughs> this is a twitch sub for anyone who doesn't follow like this i don't know John's just paying both or something um but how long how long i'm just curious i
2: don't know when did anthem come out yeah
1: feb
3: yeah so
2: we'll just say regardless it's probably been almost a year now that they've been receiving a monthly fee for me that uh well i will say february 22nd uh,
1: by the way february 22nd
3: so you so you've been subbed uh, okay all right i'm just gonna mute myself (laughs) what,
2: what? <laughs> he's just going to be quietly shocked and appalled um now i will say it did get a little extra use through uh apex um there was another game i played on there well
1: apex being free it, what your point was they gave you some
0: bonuses right. for having There was the some thing. bonuses yeah. to
2: that right there's another game i played on there that i uninstalled and now because it's uninstalled i can't remember what it was but i did play something else throughout the year There were a couple times I checked in, but yes, there's no denying it. I spent almost an entire year giving them money for nothing.
1: Well, I laugh, but I swear, I'm sure that if I really dug deep and looked around my statement, my bank statements, I would find something like this that I don't think I'm paying for that I am and that I'll be really annoyed that I'm still paying for it. And I don't know what that would be like. This week's been a bit of a blur because Disney Plus hit. I signed up for that. I signed up for at least the free trial of Apple TV Plus. I signed up for, oh, um, are oh, you still yeah, subbed to
3: World of Warcraft?
1: No, currently off. Currently not subbed. Subbed. Well, mm-hmm. I guess that's just the answer. I'm not subbed. I don't know what that yeah, means when you're I playing say subbed. Right? Yeah, I've been playing ESO, and I'm actually so I, that was actually strategic. I said, all right, well, while I'm taking a break on WoW, I'll stop that sub and I'll move that sub over to ESO Plus because I like those benefits. Uh, you get free space money every month plus uh, unlimited ingredient uh, space in your bags. Anyway, so I decided to move that over there. And uh, and that made sense to me because when I'm done with one, I know that I just got to go move it. And it's no big deal to cancel it and move it. But I know there's like some $5 a month thing somewhere or some 8 thing that I've just forgotten. And I hate that. I hate that feeling of knowing that I've got... I, I mean, I probably should just go look and quit complaining and actually find out. Right. But... um. I That's mean, th- there's a
3: sense that, like, oh, it's personal responsibility. Like, you pay yeah. for access, but I really I really dislike the recurring model. I kind of wish all these subscription services had sent you an email saying, like, your month's up. We can automatically charge a card. Just come to our site, click a button, and say, okay. Yeah. You'd don't, like them I to remind it, you, is what you're saying.
1: that you. I, that I find it a coming. shady
3: practice just to be like, well, you agreed once. And we <laughs> noticed you didn't use your account four times, but Let's bill you a fifth time. Yeah. Your fault, right. not ours. We don't have
2: the technology to implement <laughs> Right. <ours. laughs> when, I, in I, fact, I, I, they probably uh, do know that I didn't log in for several they months. They absolutely know. Mm-hmm. They it could like easily that's... look that up and send a reminder email. Yes. Hey, yes. you're paying for this. Make sure mm-hmm. you're enjoying all the benefits of EA Access Plus.
0: Yeah. You're um, not wrong.
2: Yeah, it, it sucks, but I will say I played Anthem. I, I didn't. Like so it you paid for much. anthem two times but i, I played i played anthem i am now playing burnout paradise remastered such a good uh, so one right. other game and i'm gonna play this star wars game you know that's over a hundred and a hundred and twenty dollars worth um it's not i lost money but yeah. it's not
1: terrible I mean, I'm, it, I fully it plan on doing been a lot
2: better. I'm going to do the same
1: thing for the Star Wars games. I need to see it. And that's how I want to do it. Because if I don't love it, it'll be great to only spend, you know, 13 bucks instead of 59. Right. So, so, you know, like there's real there to me, there's value in those services from that standpoint. But then some of them are just downright amazing deals. The Microsoft Game Pass thing for PC is stupid cheap and great. I love it. Now, you you could say something for, well, you know, while I'm over there playing Burnout Paradise, I'm not playing Outer Worlds or any of the other benefits I get out of, you know, Game Pass. I think that for me, the cheaper it is, the less problem I have with months where I haven't touched it. Obviously, because it's less money, but also there's a psychological thing that says to me, all right, that's worth it to me to have a thing that I can go to anytime I feel like it. For the cost of a freaking Starbucks visit, you know, like it's not that big a deal. Um, Now you could say, well, what what happens when you have 50 of those? Well, then you got a problem and that's a you problem and you should probably cancel 49 of those things. But um, in your particular case, I've done this before with stuff where I just forgot I had a sub on something and it was 15 bucks a month. Before I knew it, I had given them, oh, you know what this was Xbox Live back in the day which was really hard, really hard to cancel. <clears throat> Very hard to cancel that, by the way, back then. I don't know if it is now. You can probably just do it on the site. But back in the day, you had to call a phone number. There was no other way to do it. And that phone number was somewhere in India. And you had to deal with a guy who claimed his name is Kevin. And he would walk you through these, this process. And it was purposely designed to get me to not leave, uh, taking a page out of like cable TV book, you know, of keeping people on your service, keeping you on the line. And that happened to me. Multiple times trying to, to to do that. Once I figured out I was still paying for it, but it went a long time, well past when I cared about Xbox Live in the in, in the uh, 360 era. I was pretty much all PlayStation Three at that point. And when I found out, I didn't. I didn't even want to do the math. I'm like, nope, don't want to know what I gave you. No interest in that at all. And now I'm way more careful about it. And I will say this: this is a good cheat for those out there. Depends on what ecosystem you're in. But I use uh, some Apple products. I have an, an iPhone and I like to sign up for video and otherwise other services. Like I have a diet app I like that I subscribe to. It's like a buck a month or something. Um, I like to do it through my phone because they keep track of all your subscriptions in a one click away. So you just go into, your, into the app store, hit your face and bam, there's your subscriptions. And all of them say when they're going to expire or when they're going to re-up. Uh, you always can see that. And multiple times I've gone in there and go, oh, I don't want that anymore. Click, cancel. I get the rest of the time for the month or whatever I've paid. And it never bills me again. I can also re-up very easy from that same interface. It's a taste of what it might be like one day when all of these things are in one place. That would be really cool. Like, I think that's what consumers would love. But instead, we, we, we live in a world where Origin's doing its thing. Microsoft does its thing. Disney+, Netflix, Hulu, Prime. Like everybody's just in different directions. They all cancel differently. They all renew differently. As much as I love the control we have now over that kind of stuff. It's still kind of a pain in the ass.
2: Yeah, it's easy to it's easy to miss something. Right. It's easy to fall behind. And, you know, I I definitely messed up a little. But overall, these subscriptions, even the EA one hasn't been that bad. And it's kind of gotten me to this weird place. I'm curious if you guys are starting to feel it too, which is just this, like all of a sudden it feels like buying a game is this weird experience. Like I've got, I'm starting to get used to the idea of just, oh, I can just play that because I did a thing. I get to just play that when it comes out.
1: For me, uh, yes. The answer is yes, it does feel weird lately because of Game Pass, because of, you know, some of this other stuff and also things that are coming my my mindset is like oh interesting what is sony and microsoft going to do we know about x cloud is that going to be a subscription thing we don't really know all the details yet stadia is right around the corner uh some friends getting that patrick bajon brian dunaway are both on the founders thing so they're getting theirs and, and i'm super curious about that that's a different kind of subscription but you know what i mean like we're starting to see this stuff as a service in a, in a much more real way at the same time i'm on steam almost every day saying what cool 10 to 15 dollar indie title launch this week let me see if that's a thing i'd like or not and i'm having no problem chunking money at that because again it's cheap but being faced with a 59 purchase like red dead redemption 2 for pc was that was an odd experience given all this stuff swirling around i totally see where you're coming is what i'm saying i get it or i totally what? see you coming what did i say that doesn't sound good at all, does it? Phrasing, Johnson. No, it actually, it
2: sounds pretty bad. Yeah, that's really bad. Uh, but I think I think there's a, another follow-up idea okay. that kind of popped into my I mean, head. It, Not when it, you it, were saying that. Actually, thankfully, distracting me. The issue that. is
3: more that John is doing that
1: somewhere you can see.
2: I know. Why am I doing that on the show? Look, John, stop the show. Yeah. I see. You. You, got,
1: you got to put tape on your, uh, on your webcams. Just remember that, everybody. Bad. Just a little. Throw pfft. a sock over the yeah, webcam. Everything'll be fine. Uh,
2: anyway. but okay, let's look at it from the other perspective. Of right now, uh, I know Scott, you played it. Bo, I think you thought about it, but you didn't do it. Um, the Outer Worlds, really great game, really fun game that we got through Game Pass. Uh, right now it's available on Game Pass. Yep. But what happens if you say, you know, I'm not in the mood right now. You know, like you had kind of mentioned, Scott, you have moods for games and all of that. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, eh, it's good. I can tell it's good, but I'm not really in the mood right now. Right. You know, it's good. You tried it. But by the time it comes back around and you're like, OK, you know what? I'm I'm into it. Let's get into it. And now it's no longer on Game Pass. Mm. How is it going to feel at that point? Once you're now on the because it's not like movies. It's a little easier for a movie to go, Oh, is this streaming right now? Ah, no, it's not. Okay, yeah. I'll just decide if I want to do another rental or something. It's a little different when it's oh, it's no longer on Game Pass. I'm gonna go spend forty dollars or maybe even still sixty dollars to get it back
1: again. Yeah, we haven't done that part hasn't happened yet. That shoe hasn't dropped so much. I mean it has, but it maybe in places we don't care about. Like I'm sure I sh- I'm sure some games have come and gone from Game Pass and I haven't noticed because either I already own them somewhere else or they were smaller games I'm not going to play or or whatever it is. What happens on that day where right now I'm, I'm confident that when I get back to Outer Worlds, it'll be there waiting for me. My saves are all good. Everything's all good. Like, how do I know? Well, I mean, th- actually in that case, I know I'll have it because that's a Microsoft published game. So in the case of games where the the these platforms are also the publishers of said game, They now own that studio, they own Obsidian, and they own that game. So I'm actually not that worried about that one. Um, The bigger question comes into the third-party stuff, and that's where I find myself a little slow to install some of those. Like, put on Forza Horizon 4, no problem, because that's a Microsoft title, will always be a Microsoft title. That'll always be available to me. Um, Go install Ori's National Adventure, whatever the hell that thing's called. What's that called? (laughs)
2: Or no. Ori in the Blind
1: Forest. Ori in the Blind Forest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ori's National Adventure. Um, I I don't know that that will be there next time I go in, uh, unless they give dates, and even then that feels precarious, like I have to hurry up and play it or something. So there is that question. You know, and that's, that's funny. I hadn't really thought about this, but I guess I've been – the games I've been playing on services I pay for like this have all been published by the platform holder. I'm not really playing things that are some other third-party game. That's interesting, because that's not why I'm going to those services. I'm going to if I go to EA Access, or EA. Origins, I'm going for the new Star Wars game, or I'm going for, you know, Apex Legends or whatever, uh, replay Dragon Age Three, two, two, three, three. Uh, two is position, two is bad but you know what I mean? Like I'm not going for all that third party stuff they have in there. And same goes for when I buy an Ubisoft game on the U play store or, or whatever. The only place I do that is steam. And in that case, I'm buying a thing that at least I have some sense that I own it now, even though it's, you know, digital, digital ownership is still kind of dubious down the road and I could get banned for doing something super stupid and never get my games again. Um, but they're there as a. there's more of a sense of ownership, whereas this leasing system, at least when I'm I feel like I'm renting Microsoft games right now, not renting third party games on the Microsoft store. So that's interesting that you brought that up because I hadn't even thought about it before. But I think that's what I'm doing is I'm I'm subscribing to the places where and playing the games specifically that are owned and published by that platform because I know they're not going to go away. So there you go.
2: But do you? I don't know There's for no, sure. They could decide to pull one and just say no, nope, it's gone.
1: Well, in Sony's case, we know they're going to pull some with their plan or what limited things we know about their uh their monthly rotation thing they're talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot what was in that list, but it was like uncharted 4 and uh God, God of War was on there. Yeah. yeah. And those things th- that sounded to me like that plan was a rotation. Like that was a thing where you would pull in and out. And I'm not even saying that's a bad model. It's just good to know that stuff going up front. Uh you then you know what you're getting into, you know what the value proposition is and you make a choice with your money. In the case of Microsoft, I have to think their first party titles will always be there because it they're theirs. I hope so. But I don't you're right, I don't know that. I guess I just assume it. And I know they're long enough they're there long enough for my interest in those games. Like I'm I'm I, I, when I finish Outer Worlds, it will be a very long time before I have an itch to play it again, and it'll probably happen when it's a twelve dollar Steam sale on some summer sale, and then I'll buy it over there, you know. Unless I'm still on Game Pass, and then I'll go play it over there again, and they still have it. So I don't know. There's we're in we're in the we're in the chopping through the weeds with the machetes territory right now. We don't really know what's on the other side of all this, but it is fascinating how it works on your expectations. And I'm having a, I'm having some of that right now, a little expectation fart going on. Um, because then it's also, even when you buy the $59 game, like I bought red dead two on the rockstar launcher instead of doing it on the Epic store. um, be, I don't know why. I just thought, oh, it's the official thing. So, hey, let's get it there. That means I'll always. <laughs> I
2: did the same thing and then saw it on other stores and went, why did I do that? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's kind of weird. But I mean, it wasn't on Steam yet. So that was maybe I would have done that. that. That That's probably what I would have done first, the Steam. But it's not there. They're doing that whole window for maximum, you know, money making. And that's fine. But um, I got it on there thinking, well, this will just at least, at least I'm buying it from the people who make it. So it's always going to be here and always going to be mine. The truth is, I don't really know that. I mean, it's DRM to hell and back. I don't know. Like, will I still have it in six years? Will will something come along uh, that? I mean, I don't know. Like, there's just I just have a lot of questions about it. I'm not paranoid about it. I'm not. I'm not conspiratorial about it. But and more
2: important, will you care? Because that was always the thing, you know. When when I was growing up, and it was, you know, we were just getting into the N64 days. And you were starting to become more savvy about how video games worked and the manufacture and make of them and all of that. And you heard people say how long the battery was expected to last in a Super Nintendo cartridge. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, you got probably another 15, 20 years before these batteries start dying. I remember thinking at the time, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I can't have this game forever. It's not going to last me my entire life. What am I going to do? This is a crisis. Why aren't more people concerned about this? <laughs> The reality is, first of all, there's a million other ways to play those games now, and and that's fine. But also, with very few exceptions, am I sitting there just getting an unyielding itch to have to go play one of those games? Though.
1: Right, right. I'm in the same boat. So, so that's the other thing is we think we're going to want the thing forever. Part of that's based on, you know, like here's so so in my heart, I'm in my heart and mind. I would say. Oh, I want Super Mario World Forever. I love that game. It's one of the greatest Mario games ever made. And so in theory, I bought a cartridge and I keep blowing dust out of it. And I've got a Super NES at home and I'm plugging it in there and everything's great. But I don't. I sold my Super NES. A long, long, I don't know where the cartridge went. I probably sold it with it. Uh, you know, I hit a point where I was like, I don't care about this. I'll, I'll do some other stuff and moved on to the next hot thing. And then when it came time for me to go, oh, I really miss Super Mario World. It turns out there was about ten more places I could get it now, and that was a GBA port. Or and this, right now, if you buy, uh, that's the other thing I sub to is the Switch service for online play. It comes with a ton of Super NES and NES games that are just a huge library for you to play. And there's that game. Like I'm getting, I'm getting it. And there's plenty of illegal ways to get it too. But I guess I'm still getting that taste of that thing. But I think we all think at the time, oh, precious, you know, my precious. Can't let go of my precious. If I don't have this, you know, in 10 years, what will I do? Who will I be? But maybe we just won't care, you know? Like, I can look back yeah. on Red Dead 1 and 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 sing its praises all day. I love that game. But I'm not going to go plug my 360 in to play it. And I'm not going to yeah. plug my PS3 in to play it. And I'm not going to wait around for them to make a PC port because they never going to. And I can just have the thought of how awesome that was and play the new one. So... I think there's you make a good point with that as well.
2: It was actually Red Dead that made me realize this. Oh, that's because interesting. I they I did the thing through the Rockstar games and <laughs> said that weird. And I <laughs> I got to the part where they said, Hey, what free game do you want? And I looked at it and I went, I got that in Steam, I got that in Steam. I like was going back and forth between Steam and Rockstar, and I was like, I have all these games. And the only one I didn't was L.A. Noir. and I, it took a little investment and in time figuring out what I already owned and what I didn't. I was like, all right, well, then I definitely need L.A. Noir.
1: Oh, I did I the same that. thing. I
2: got the same <laughs> game. Oh my. I need to make sure that I'm not getting a game I already have. And then I was like, I'm not going to play any of these. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play GTA 3 or Vice City or Bully or uh, L.A. Noir. I'm not going to play any of them. I don't know why I'm so worried about it, but... Darn it, I made sure I got one that I didn't already
1: own. Yeah, I did that too. I, yes, Bill.
3: Well. I think there's a, a lot of. I kind of had like a, a galaxy brain while you were talking, Scott, about all that stuff. Whoa. Because. Um,
1: galaxy brain? Like, we, huh? we, yeah, you know, like the meme where your brain is. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. I had
3: galaxy brain in that moment. It could be just because I'm sick and it doesn't. This isn't going to make any sense. So here goes. <laughs> but. Um, but like, because I think it came up on our Slack today, like, you know, there are still people who probably want D4 to have an offline mode. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. There are. Like, I think what happened was, I think we really, I remember, we we're old enough. We really liked buying cassettes and CDs, the board games, like having the physical artifacts mm-hmm. of the thing was actually a fun experience for something you liked. Mm-hmm. but the internet came along, and if it wasn't something you were dead serious about buying, well, you'd just try it out and pirate it. I mean, like, the situation we have now is to stop hemorrhaging money from pirating and to leverage the power of the internet to also, you know, it's a good way to make money, as it turns out.
0: Yeah.
3: But I don't... I think it was like, we have a problem, we figured out a solution, but that's like a holding pattern, right? Like, I... Because I, there is something... There is something to the magic of getting the Outer Worlds, you know, box package or buying the console and having the physical like that comes from a real place of like if it's something I really like, I want the physical copy, whether it's CDs, movies or games. And we're all like, oh, we don't need it. We can just stream it. But there is like an indelible quality to to having you know i mean john has those great statues they're wonderful in the back like it's important because you're just like sylvanas is in the game why do you need a physical copy who's that in front of sylvanas
1: john just curious who is that artanis oh artanis all right sorry bo go ahead continue
3: yeah no so it's just it's just important so i just i'm like i'm always i just the galaxy brain part is like we're just trying to as a whole, you know, businesses are trying to work around the, <laughs> you know, the fact of the internet and the fact that a lot of the stuff's infinitely replicable, uh if unchecked, and 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 arresting people and finding them can only do so much, really. So you know, the challenge, and this is where Steam comes in as a big player, because you're really you're concerned with the Xbox thing, like you know, it's a subscription. I'm like. Steam is basically a subscription. Shuts down tomorrow. That's your rental fee. All your saved games are gone. Whatever. you yeah. know, like yeah. A lot of people are resistant to change because they have a deep financial investment in Steam. And it's not even rational. It's just like, this is where I get all my games. Like I was so irritated with Origin simply because I wanted Mass Effect 3 to be from the same walled garden as Mass Effect 1 and 2. Yeah. And when they decided to publish on Origin, that's like the chief there's like the principal source of irritation was like, great. I've got to have this game series. And it's very much a series narratively. It's not even a break like Andromeda in two different places. And that feels bad. I agree. And anyway, like that, I, I think this, I think this is temporary.
1: I, it's gotta be. I think you nailed it. I actually think there's something to that. And, uh, Boy, you really got now. My head went and it went to the galaxy as well. Because here's the thing: let's say tomorrow Steam just goes away. It's not unlikely, but let's just say it does. That yeah. definitely is a possibility. They're as ephemeral as the games they host, right? They are just a beast of a machine that does a thing for us. But then, if you said, "All right, well, what if every game you ever bought on Steam or anywhere else, you had it on a console, and you were you were free from all DRM and any of that stuff, you could be offline, and boom, there you are." Well, you don't even control the electricity that comes to your place. That goes away. What are you gonna do then? I'm not saying we're all heading for an apocalypse. What I'm saying is it's just ninety steps of ephemeral. It's all just poof. It's all fart in the wind in the end. So what you try to do yeah. is maximize the value. Like money itself. Oh, we're getting deep here. Money itself is it's just an agreement. There's nothing to it. It doesn't it's not backed by anything. It's just me saying, John, I will sell you this thing. I'll sell you this uh, object and you will pay me this much in that paper money that at the end of the day, we're just agreeing the paper money's worth it. The minute we all figure out it's not, it's like when the ants figured out they could beat the grasshoppers and bugs life. We're screwed. Like, that's that'll be the end of it. So
2: I love was, that this yeah. conversation ended with basically... <laughs> Hey man, money's just a construct of the system. I was
3: gonna say, do you guys want to smoke a joint?
2: (laughs) I just love that that's where we wound up through this whole thing. I guess my point is
1: you can keep that. It's it's possible to just keep going down that line. And instead, I like to just go, all right, who's giving me the most who am I getting the and from a gaming perspective, which is where we'll keep it on the show, who's giving me the most entertainment for the best bang for my for my dollar, whether my dollar really means anything or not. And then you go with that and you, and you try to trust those who have treated you well in the past. And you um, make decisions based on bad behavior of a company. You don't like the way they're doing it. And you hope that there's competition for that. And it's just all you can do. Cause like I say, at the end of the day, they could cut the power and that'd be it. Then you got no video games. Then what are you going to do? Wait till
2: you're <laughs> doesn't help when you say it like that. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Just, what are you going to do, man, if they turn off your electricity? Yeah, like, you just never turn on your, your
1: Switch again, hoping the battery will preserve all these years I later. Mean, I, think
3: a, I think there's a correct response if they just turn on, off the electricity. And it's time to stop gaming and time to start learning how to farm. not not gonna be eating in a few days yeah no you're right gonna get get those crops planted
1: that's this is the long con of civilization we're we're getting more and more advanced and the further advanced we get the less we know about how to survive so when all that stuff pulls away like a freaking rug we're gonna be like who knows how to plant corn i don't know shit let's go rob the walmart and hope for the best like (laughs) we're not going to know how to many do. days does it take for this to grow i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> uh, i can grow this in the winter right it's no problem in the winter it's gotta be like i love this it's just like the video game yeah this, this is, is great like, why did we turn off the electricity years ago yeah it's red dead redemption all over again anyway yeah. uh there's your uh, big uh weighty topic of the week everybody if you have thoughts feedback and comments please send them in <laughs> You guys see the new Sonic the Hedgehog uh, redo there? The, the the better looking Sonic uh, for the movie? They
2: nailed it. They did a good job.
1: They did. I think the movie still looks like it would be terrible from a I would have never liked this movie no matter what they did kind of standpoint. But I think kids are going to love this. Uh, yeah. It seems fun and dumb and, you know, smurfy. And, you know, here's your movie. Here's your dumb kid movie. Uh, but Sonic actually looks like the proper hedgehog. uh I have some. I have some plot questions. Like, I didn't know Sonic was from space. That was new, and this trailer points that out.
2: He's, he's not from space. He's from another planet. Well, he's from
1: another planet, right? And well, that's in space, right? It's out there. Well, sp- yeah, but space. so are
2: we. It's <laughs> true. We're all in space.
1: But like, you know, like I, I thought he was just a hedgehog. I didn't realize he was an alien hedgehog. That was news to me. Uh, what else? What were you say, Bo? Sorry, I got you off there.
3: I'm just a little confused about what this debate is about.
1: <laughs>
3: is it?
2: I thought he was if, a hedgehog. Okay, I wait a minute. He, if he... you're hold on, this is a fair question, I think. All right. Let's say you live. Okay. Let's let's not even get crazy yet. We're citizens of Earth right now. Yeah. If you opened a wormhole, a local wormhole, you didn't go up into the sky. But if you opened a wormhole and you arrived on another planet, are you from space or are you from another planet? A planet to planet wormhole? Yes,
3: yeah.
1: ground to ground. Oh,
3: that is a tough that's one. That's not
2: from space, that's from another planet. I you're think there's a distinction. Right. I think you're
3: right. Space. Uh, I, 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 I wormhole got is connected. ship
2: and flew here.
3: Right. The
1: wormhole is connected through space though, right? The wormhole is connected to the butthole, <laughs> right? Uh, no, no, I, I mean, the, John a makes a point. Argument, if you're so I mean, truly,
2: <laughs> this is the big debate that we have finally stumbled upon. World to world travel is it space? But
1: if it's like straight up, like quantum disappearance on this end, and I appear over here on this other planet, that Entangling. is planet to planet travel for sure, right? Because you're skipping yeah. all of the space part. Because quant- he
2: ran through a magical ring,
1: right? Well, and the old, an idea of, of wormholes are that you're you're over you're you're folding space in so that you're your door it's like portal the door is the exit so the idea I mean, is that could, you've the, the all of space and time is mushed down to that portal and all you did was walk an inch and you're and you're in the whole other place and then everything's back to what it was distance wise right
2: like america there's no halls right
1: and <laughs> nobody knows that that is because we talked about it before the show <laughs> John was saying, we Bo was talking earlier about how he, there they are, see that? Wait, don't tell them, If you're, is oh. this on the pre-show for the it's, Patreon? No, I didn't do it, I forgot uh, to do so it. I was going to say, if you want to
3: find out what that inside joke is, I you just, should support
1: us on I, Patreon. I totally spaced doing that today, I'm like an idiot. No,
3: alright, well then tell them, because it's on the stuff. Alright,
1: so Bo was talking about how he uses Hall's uh, throat things, what are they called? Not lozenges. <laughs> but they are lozenges. <laughs> Hall's, <laughs> you know, throat, throat, cough, throat things. Like, cough drops, I whatever they are. I use them. And he yeah, was like, you guys. Have... And he goes, You guys have halls in America? And and John says, No, Bo, we don't have halls in America. And at the time I didn't know if John was meaning we don't have like hallways in America. Or That's if you were... what I meant. Is that what you meant? Okay. All That's right. what I meant.
2: Because it we have we... both those things,
3: oh. it turns out. But you have halls like mental yes. right? Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. We do have that brand.
2: Okay. It's okay. the concept of a small narrow passage that leads from room to room <laughs> that we don't have. <laughs>
1: Like a corridor style hall. Yeah. Yeah. They don't don't call those. those, You never hear corridor anymore. No one ever says, uh, excuse me, where's your bathroom? Oh, it's down the corridor to the left. No one says that. They say go down the hall. But if you're playing a Doom game, nobody says, uh, what's that? Oh, it's Doom. Oh, that's one of those hall shooters. No, they say corridor shooters. Isn't that funny? It's weird. Why is it a driveway? Why do you drive on the, wait, why do you park on the driveway and drive on the parkway? Whoa, I need another. Stay
2: tuned to the end of the show where Scott will be hitting watermelons with a giant mallet. <laughs> does, does anyone
3: ask you where the laborator is?
2: No, it's laboratory is how La- we say it. Here. Laboratory? Yeah. Sorry, laboratory. Although nobody does that anymore
1: either. That was like a construct of the 60s or something. No one says laboratory anymore. Where's the laboratory? Oh, I hate that word so bad. Listen, just listen out. Rolls out of your gut when you say it. Laboratory, The
2: water closet.
3: Uh, La- laboratory sounds like it's a scientific room, though, right?
1: Right. And it kind of is. It's you know, you pee peeing. That's kind of a scientific moment for your for your for your life. <laughs> what
2: happens <laughs> when I mix two parts urine with one pot water?
1: <laughs> I'm glad the Sonic discussion got here because I don't I care about as much about that movie as I would my own pee. However, they fixed him. He looks better. He looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. He's still got what's his name's voice? Uh, ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz, thank you. How do I know him from some other things? What, what's he? He's known? from Parks and Recreation.
3: Yeah, isn't he, a, what is it, John Scorpio or something? <laughs> oh, Hi, John, uh, John Scorpio. Papa Giorgio or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, is yeah. George Ralphio. George yeah. Ralphio, that's it.
1: Yeah. It's the most annoying character in that show. Uh, <laughs> he is, but in, in a, a good a way. Fun yeah, way. in a good way, sure.
3: So that's it. he's also on uh, House of Lies. He's quite good on that too. What's House and of Lies?
2: Oddly enough, he plays uh, Dewey Duck in the new Ducktales, which is the blue one.
1: Oh, how is that? Have you have you witnessed this? The new
2: Ducktales is amazing.
1: Oh, is it? All right, it's really good. Am I getting? It's that also on, uh... I
2: think on Disney Plus.
1: Well, I was going to ask if I can get it over there. All right, yeah, I'm in. You didn't you
3: didn't see House of Lies at all? Last I don't know what House of Lies is. Why do I not know what it's that is? A Don Cheeto. Yeah. Oh I did Kristen too Bell. and I had Kristen Bell. Yeah, they, they, it. Right. They're a bunch of, you know, jerk had people. Yeah, that like was madman but th- funny.
1: That was the first time I'd seen um uh, I think Chris, didn't Kristen Bell get a little saucy in that? I think she got her boobies out or something for that, didn't she? <laughs>
2: something like that yeah. it was Don Cheadle I don't know who did <laughs> yeah, it was Don right. Cheadle, Don was Cheadle
1: got his boobies out yeah
2: Don uh, Don Cheadle was also yeah. in the New Duck Tales
1: oh he is what does John Don Cheadle do in the New oh, Duck Tales
2: just for one or two episodes he was the voice of Donald Duck
1: oh does he oh, okay oh really like doing the whole <sharp inhale> that whole thing
2: well no the idea was that nobody understands Donald so they made him swallow a translator that made him sound like Don Cheadle
1: oh that's amazing But not Don Cheadle in Ocean's Eleven with the bad English accent. Not that version of
2: his voice. No, no, actually. Wait,
3: did they make him sound like, is the story like, here, so I'll just translate it it'll make you sound like Don Cheadle. Yeah. It, it wasn't like some other fictional character. Oh no, it was, it did, it was
2: just no, it was just a voice, but it happened to be Don It J- wasn't like
3: a celebrity guest star in the form of a translate. Like, okay, that's what I'm sorry. Did I he just yeah. watch it? Nowhere in the
2: show perception. did they say this is Don Cheadle's voice, but right, okay. that is what the plot essentially was.
1: I did somebody ask me once if Don Cheadle really did have braces and couldn't walk. And I said, What? And I he says, Yeah, is he like that all the time? He, he actually can't walk. <laughs> And I said, War Are machine. you talking about War Machine from the freaking Marvel movies? And they're like, Yeah, I thought, isn't he like that? Isn't that what? And I'm like, No, it's not. Go away. That's not what he's doing. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. That's special effects there, son.
3: Uh, Don Cheadle's taken away uh, acting jobs. From... You know,
2: they had, to, they had to put that plot in the movie because Don Cheadle got robot legs.
1: Yeah, nobody wants to.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog, all good now. Seems fine. Uh, I, I, I still think it's, it's going to be a bad movie.
0: Of oh, course It is. will be. I, <laughs> it
2: will I think be. it's cool that they gave them the opportunity to do this. Because it's not often that you see Hollywood make the decision. You know what? I know this movie's coming out in a month. But let's delay it for several more months and completely redo all the CGI of it.
1: I wonder if the people who did the original design, though, got got th- how bad they feel, or if they got fired or moved to something else or if that's even a thing. Like, I don't know how that stuff works. There's probably a lot of stories we don't know, but I feel a little bad for those guys, even though I think it was the wrong direction. But they may have been egged on by production you know you got guys in suits going yeah what if he was a little furrier look more like a person try that he's an alien right all right see you guys later like somebody could have been doing that every day and those well guys- i think
2: that's the hope my hope is and i mean we will i'm sure the story will come out at some point my hope is is that the delay gave them enough time to actually work on this and my hope is is that whoever was dr- the driving force behind what we initially saw gave them a little more freedom to you know Have some fun with it because it's not when you when you see the side by side comparisons, it's not just that they went over what was there with a different looking hedgehog. There's things where he's interacting with things in a different way, doing things in a completely different way. My hope is that if they worked on that movie, I'm sure it was a lot of hard work. I'm sure it was a uh, strain, but that they enjoyed the second process more than the first. Yeah, that's my
1: hope. probably maybe it's the same guys. Maybe it's all smiles and happy, but Bo's right. It's not going to be good. No, probably not. It's going to be poop. That's just the way it's going to be. Uh, All right. Well, there you go. Sonic the Hedgehog. We're going to talk about uh, that Diablo thing in a minute. In fact, let's do it now. Games we're playing this week. So I did get the Red Dead Redemption 2 for PC. And um, here's the only real bummer about it. Nick was also uh, super stoked to get this game and has had it on pre-order. Uh, he tends to pre-order things, and I tell him, Bud, they're digital. Don't pre-order. You're just giving people your money to put in their bank. That's dumb. Don't do it. Just get it the night before. He still does it. <laughs> um, up, Dad. He's not listening to me. But anyway, um, he can't run it still. it's uh, his, his PC is perfectly capable, but they had some really rough launch issues that he is still plagued with, and there's a Reddit thread that is 900 miles long with uh, people trying to figure out what to do, everything from BIOS flashes to... A jillion other things. It has not been the smoothest PC launch of a port uh, in a while. Um, for me, though, right off the bat, no issues. Just silky smooth, no no problems at all. Um, it's played great. I did have the online go down once when I was in there fiddling with that, but that was just over overworked servers that night. It was like the first night or something, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, but I'm you know well into the story again, loving every second of it. I love this game. I love this game. This game is amazing. John, you're playing it now again. Sorta.
2: Sorta. When you say I, sorta,
1: what do you mean sorta? Tell me what you mean.
2: I I bought it. Yeah. I installed it. Yeah. I launched it. Mm-hmm. I fiddled with my video settings. And then I closed it.
1: Wow. That, <laughs> that is something. That's great. $59. Uh, $59. The <laughs> settings tweak.
2: I like it. Uh, And it's partially your fault, Scott. Why? What? What did I do? Uh, So you were Uh streaming it that day as I was playing it. And I I know you noticed me in the stream hassling you, heckling you a little bit as you proceeded to play with dead bodies while your (laughs) allies got shot. Um, And as I was watching it, one, I was just having a good time watching you play it. And so yeah. I wasn't in a big rush to play it, but it just reminded me of that whole beginning area that I've been through like three or four times now. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to dive back into that just yet. Yeah, Maybe, maybe I'll just take a, a little bit of a break. Well, still. there is a,
1: so the whole snow start, which, you know, a lot of people see as a kind of a hard tutorial. Um, you know, you just something you're just sort of forced to go through. One of the funny things about the PC version of this game is there is already... I don't know how you get these. Probably Mod Nexus or wherever the hell these come from. But there's already a mod to skip that entire sequence. So if you don't want any of that, like that pretty long two-hour or something ordeal... It is
2: long. Yeah,
1: Yeah. you you can skip the entire thing. I liked going through it again because... So the way this happened last year, I had the PS4 version, but I was really certain that one day we get PC. I wasn't sure how soon... I didn't think it'd be within a year, but I knew it was coming. And so I just sort of like said, I don't want to do this with these long load times and an aging console and freaking 30 frames locked and all this stuff. I want to do this like for real on a PC and I'm going to wait. And I waited and I'm glad I did because I loved going through all that again because I'm really into the story. I want to just follow these characters pretty hardcore. I want to like listen to everything they're saying. I don't want to skip any of that stuff. Um, And so I enjoyed that run, that particular run through there, even though I'd done it before. However, there's apparently a mod that'll let you just pop right into, we're out of the mountains, we're out of the snow.
2: Uh, Here's the funny thing about level skips or intro skips. I can never do them. It always feels like I have missed out on a part of the story. And I tend to be a story completionist. And I I, as soon as I start, I'm like, well, this isn't the character. There's a whole part of the journey I'm missing at this point uh, and can't do it. I will dive back into it, though. I I, I intend to because I know I'm being a little weird being on both. Like, I don't want to skip it. I also don't want to play it again. Mm. Um, but to me, the last time I was playing through that game is when I really felt like. I'm getting this, and that was because I started reading the journal.
0: Oh, I yeah. feel like
2: his journal in that game is the most important part of connecting with that character and was the most interesting thing to me because arthur kind of comes across dense he kind of he kind of feels like a i don't know a bit of a blockhead sometimes a little bit but when you read his journal you get such a feeling for like just a dude who's trapped in a life and doesn't really love it but kind of feels stuck there and I don't know. It's very, very interesting. And I appreciated the game more when I started living in that journal than I did. But it's definitely a slow-paced game. And that's why it's been a little harder for me to pick
1: up. Yeah, I, I get you. Now I'm far enough now where um, I just love being, I just love existing in it. And I love getting in there. And I'm the pace and I are getting along in a really good way right now. I'm going to, I'm 100% going to see it through to the end. Um, like I think it's a bold decision to make that game so de- deliberate. And so I don't want to say if the word isn't slow, cause it's not what I mean, but to not game it up too much to actually have you exist in this place in a way that's just more visceral. And I, I just really feel it. I think if you hate Westerns and can't stand stories of the old West, this game will never appeal to those people. Um, because even like the first game was more of a spaghetti Western, a little more, you know, sold dude, you know, Marsden was just the one guy out in the desert. It's set in the desert where those things always were. You're going across them to, to Mexico. The music was even more evocative of a spaghetti Western. Whereas this is more like a historical record <laughs> in a weird way. I mean, it's got some melodrama. It's got some cool stuff. That's, you know, definitely carries the story along, but it's also much more of a simulated world. And I really appreciate that kind of boldness because I think it's risky and I'm super, I'm super immersed in it right now. I just love, love, love being in there. So that's cool. Uh, what else? Oh, I can't stop playing ESO either. That game. Gosh, dang it. I don't know what's going on with me, but I love it. I play the music all the time when I'm not in the game. I think, I think it has some of the best game music on the, on the market right now. It's right up there with what Warcraft does. Um, I did some really cool older content that I hadn't touched in the Orc City of Orsinium, I think is what they call it.
2: I installed ESO. (laughs) You keep getting this close, just Mm -hmm. right up to the edge. Here's the problem. I I need to ask you this because every time I mention it, you treat me like, John, what are you doing? You're crazy. (laughs) But I still think it's a fair point. Okay, go. I get confused by ESO's payment thing. Okay. Which, I don't know what I own and what I don't own with that game. So,
1: it's actually pretty easy. So the way it works, they have. Okay, how do I how do I explain this? All right, so it's you when you buy the game, all right? And this last weekend it was like half off, it was like ten bucks or something. I think Bo bought yeah. it that day. Didn't you buy it last Wednesday, Bo? While we were on the show? No, I contemplated downloading it, but I didn't end up doing. Oh, it. Oh, I couldn't remember. Anyway, oh no, it was my daughter. She did it. It was only ten bucks. Anyway. Uh, so the way it works is you buy the game. In this case, you can buy the base game for ten bucks because was on sale. And I think normally it's like nineteen or something. And that base I, game, I is... I
2: think I own that. I probably own that, right? You, you, you probably can't just own like that. buy Morrowind, right?
1: right? Right. This isn't like okay. well, you. So my understanding is you have. Oh, now I don't know. Let me think for a second.
2: Because I played it back in the day, which is why I probably do own it I think because I, I played it before any of the expansions right and I remember a starting experience where you were in jail and you got free and there was uh, John Cleese was there there was a whole thing about prison and then you got to pick where in the world you wanted to go and then later the Morrowind thing came out and I, I guess I bought that at some point because I had it and when I make a new character there I always now start in Morrowind there's no option to start in the other place or anything like that, it's only that, which made me think I didn't own the original game on Uh, Steam, which is where I was playing it.
1: So this is funny. The reason that that's the case is two reasons. One, you skipped the intro, which is fine. It has the option, right? Once you've done that whole intro with John Cleese and the cave and the the wizard getting possessed and all that stuff, once you've done that, which is just a tutorial, basically, you get to choose where you want to go. If you do that thing again the next time you start a new character, that will... It gives you the option to skip it, but if you do it, you still get that same choice thing at the end of that. If you don't, it puts you in, in the most recent place that you own. And here's what's cool: it doesn't mean you have to be. It just means they did because why not? Or actually, it depends on your race. Like if you choose, um, uh, uh, blah, blah I mean, this may have changed recently, but when I made an I made an orc do the other day. Uh, a warden, and he started in Orsinium, which is like the orc home place, the home city. And, and not the Lace expansion, which I also own. Elsewhere is on there, it just didn't start in there. But here's the cool thing, you're plopped down immediately in a place where you're standing right next to a portal tower thing. If you don't want to be where you start, you literally turn around to that portal tower, hit E, or whatever you're using, controller, yeah. and you now can go start anywhere you want, anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter. You just Mm, can pick because I always
2: do the tutorial, except it gives me the tutorial in Morrowind now.
1: Oh, well, that's weird. Oh, maybe they maybe they redid that around Morrowind or something. That's possible. It could
2: be. It could just be that it's redone. But then. okay, so then I get into the world and I start questing Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't bug me. But I know there's a store. And when I open the store, it's things like you want the Assassin's Guild. You want vampires. You want werewolves. And I'm like, okay, I see all these things I can buy. If I don't buy them, do they not exist in the game? Do I have to buy these for these to be a part of the game? So
1: one of the benefits of Plus is all of that stuff you just get. Uh, so when you pay the subscription, like a WoW-style subscription, you get those along with other benefits, but those are one of the main ones. You get all DLC, uh, they call it, just out of the gate. And those are just little extras, little pieces like the the Dark Brotherhood Guild stuff or like the... Um, although a lot of that's just straight up in the game now. Um, but when at the time of the DLC, sometimes that stuff eventually becomes a bigger part of the game, and so it's not so much that you need the DLC. So I I can see why you're confused, but the, the truth is that stuff's like, think of it as side stories. Because here's, here's the part that, that sets this game apart. This is an important thing to say, which will make that make more sense. The game is not trying to be a WoW clone in the sense that where the focus is the focus is not on grinding leveling getting to end game the focus is on every quest even the smallest of quests are completely voiced have multiple uh, uh, phases to them and all have really great like story beats multiple actors doing multiple things sometimes you think you're doing a simple quest fetch thing or fetch quest and you find out a half an hour later that you just did one of the coolest freaking stories in the history of ever gaming anywhere like it's that kind of experience so what it wants to right. do more like a traditional elder Scrolls game is draw you into these stories and these scenarios and move you from one story to another and it does it in this really great way and in the meantime there's fighting and there's you know building your character up and getting loot and equipping that loot and all the things you know from an rpg but if you think about it in that way, this is much more akin to something like Skyrim than it is something like World of Warcraft. It's almost like this is Skyrim with with multiplayer um, right. in a lot of ways.
2: I, I think what one of my so this actually goes back to my I can't skip the intro thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's a completionist, even if I don't intend to do it, there's this I need to know what's there kind of feeling that I have. Right. And I think back to Skyrim, right? And there's that door for the Dark Brotherhood that you can discover mm-hmm. out in the world. There's yeah. a door with a red handprint mm-hmm. on it, and you can go up and you can, you know, get your way in there and you can join the Assassins Guild mm-hmm. and then go through that whole storyline. That's really cool. When this, uh, I, you know, I don't know if it still is, but at least at one point that was DLC essentially. That was something that you bought. Um, if you weren't subscribed to it. Does that mean that that door isn't there for me when I'm playing, or does that mean if I find that door and I go up to it, I click it, it goes? Sorry, you have to pay us nine ninety nine if you want to uh, experience what's behind this door. Like no, you know what I mean. I
1: totally know what you mean. It's not that overt though. So the way that the way it works, and this keep in mind, this is like a prequel to to Skyrim uh, and the other Elder Scrolls games by some many hundreds of years. So you're in a very different Tamriel right now. Um, There are people, there are hero characters that are alive now that we don't even know about in Skyrim, or there are things that happen in Skyrim that are the result of some of the calamities that happen here or whatever, but it's not set in the same time. So it's not even, you're not even going to go to a place in Skyrim and find that guild. You're going to find it somewhere else. And you can be a part of the Assassin's Guild, the Fighter's Guild, the Mages Guild, all that stuff, without ever finding a door or without ever buying DLC. The DLC stuff is specific uh, so, for example, let's, what you, let's say you want to just build your dude out to be the most freaking stealthy, rad, dagger-carrying rogue ever. By the way, this game has great rogues. Okay, they're really. Co- I mean, guy. I actually like them in this. Like, they're they're cool. They're more roguey, like thief rogues. You know, like cool-looking. They're rogues. They're actually
3: thieves and not just fighters that go invisible.
1: Yes, thank you. They're not the. And no offense to Warcraft, <laughs> but you're not carrying two giant orange swords with you all the time. Right. You're like a right. you're a sneaky guy with a hood and you can, you know, build up your sneak and you're and you got all kinds okay, of great this abilities
2: is opening a whole other discussion for me, but I'm going to ignore it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you should. You should. But anyway, <laughs>
1: you go down or you 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 do all the things you would do to build out that character archetype and play the game. The stuff that's like, oh, here's the Thieves Guild DLC isn't meant to be like. Oh well, now I can do. Now I have other things I can do with my character I couldn't do before. It's a big, it's a big chunk of questing, story, and okay. s- story content, VO content, like uh, a chapter. Think of it as that. As as that. So the game can be enjoyed without all the DLC if you don't want to. But I've found that uh, I like having the subscription because I just sometimes I just bump into it, and usually how you bump into it is this isn't like a door somewhere, it's like you'll be in a city and some lady will run up and go, sir, sir, please, I've been looking all over town for you. Please, please. And you go talk to her. There's something happening in Upper Butthole. You gotta come check it out and do the thing. And then I'll go with her, and then now we start this chain of events and do this really rad thing, and then that always comes with, you know, some sweet gear or transmog from that DLC that you wouldn't have gotten any other way. Um, You know, that kind of thing. But But the goal of all of that is not to say you can't It's not like you can't do a certain thing. You're just not going to see a certain thing unless you decide you want that DLC. And that DLC can be paid for with just these crown things which you can earn in different ways, uh, including real money. So you can just buy the DLC if you want. The part I don't know is this. If you get in now uh, and you don't have elsewhere the newest expansion, do you have everything behind that? And I don't know. Like, do you have Somerset? Do you have... Morrowind, do you have... Well, you know you have Morrowind because I think you bought it when you got it and when it was right. the deal. But like, did you get all of those expansions in the base game now? I don't know how that folds forward. Like how WoW does it now? It used to be you had to buy all the expansions no matter what. But now when you go buy uh, BFA, the base game already has all everything up to BFA. You, you know what right. I'm saying? I think that's how this works, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Because I keep, okay. getting the, I keep getting the expansion content.
2: Well, then that's all I'll say. That's what I mean when I'm confused. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, I, yeah. My, <laughs> it's model works. I think that's fair enough. It's, it's definitely a little bit different than anybody else's. But it's nothing. that You shouldn't have the sense that you're missing giant chunks of the game. You're just missing some really cool questing content that honestly is meant for people who maybe are max level and are just enjoying the game. And they're like, ooh, neat, new DLC, sweet! I'm gonna get in there and do this uh, this whole overarching thing that's like this stuff, and I'm gonna get this rad set out of it, and maybe this mount. I'm gonna get this mount for just doing it. And mounts you get right away; like you don't have to earn a mount, you just have one. <laughs> you just get a damn horse, and then you get more different kinds of horses and weird shit to ride all throughout the game. Like it's just it's not an MMO in that sense at all. It's just doesn't follow that template. It follows it's like Elder Scrolls with people in it. And despite the what seems like weird buying stuff, most of it's cosmetics and then the DLC. And that's really it. Like, there's nothing else to buy. So, you know, you can go buy an outfit or a mount or a little cat to follow you around. But you're not, it's not like you're going, now, to do this quest, I need to buy three of these and one. It doesn't work like that. It's just the DLC is just extra stuff on top of an already huge game. And you're like, I want to go do this thieves thing because that seems neat. Ooh, who's this character? Oh, it's rad. We're going into what catacombs? Awesome. There's a dragon in here. Like, it's just a lot of that kind of content, if that makes sense. You're not buying items or power or anything like
2: that. Well, I know you're into it. And I know you're into it because I watched you play Red Dead Redemption and you started talking about elves. (laughs) And I oh. thought any game that can pull Scott out of his Western world and make him talk about elves is clearly really got him because that is not <laughs> how I typically think of you.
1: Well, p- part of what I love about it is an adherence to darker fantasy, which I do like, and it's more like what you think of in traditional, like Tolkien esque fantasy not sort of the goofy cartoony stuff that we all enjoy. And wow, we enjoy it. It's great. I'm not bashing this at all, but it's just a different take. And, you know, stuff there aren't goofy goblins going running around with funny little machines. Like the machines part of it is serious. It's like the clockwork city with some serious shit in there, like really dark magic going on to make it all work. Big giant gear dudes walking around that are just horrific to fight. Like that kind of stuff. And the elves, all right, I'll say this. The dark elves are are broody and pissy. Uh, the high elves, because I've been playing some of the Somerset content, which I n- didn't get into when it came out. That, what a bunch of hoity-toities those people are. Just nose in the air walking around going, oh, what filth has brought you to the city? Like, they're great. I just love how freaking shitty they are. Ah, it's great. It's just good. They They've sucked me into their world pretty hard and uh can't get enough of it how's diablo 3 <laughs>
2: <laughs> you've been playing that again that's cool you and you and Bo I...
1: both are you guys playing together or what's the deal there
2: no we've been playing uh separate i got in i didn't really i just we saw, i saw the announcement for diablo 4 and i needed diablo in my life And you know, I don't know if this was the same way for Bo or not, but I I got in. I saw there was a season going. I jumped in. I didn't really know if it had just started or what, and I was just like, "All right, I'm gonna play it." And I got a, I got a necromancer up to level seventy, and then just suddenly they, I got a notice. I was playing, and it's like, "Hey, the season ends in thirty minutes." And I was like, "What? I've (laughs) barely done anything." So I tried really quickly to wrap my season up in 30 minutes but it didn't pan out it didn't work great. did it in 30 minutes no wow. it turns out 30 minutes not quite enough time oh. to wrap the season but i'm having fun and i'm looking forward to the new season starting i'm i'm definitely going to play again for the for the season
1: so do you think the i thought i thought i thought the diablo 4 announcement was going to drive me to play more diablo the way that immortal did it hasn't so much I haven't gone back to three very much, and I don't know why I don't know what my deal is i think I think part of it is I'm getting my gothic uh underworld fantasy fix from ESO for real, and I'm just not feeling like the need to go replay d uh, d three but I hear this new patch is really cool like maybe I need to check the new season out I don't know. well
3: there's one cool thing um do you remember the legendary uh, that increases your damage by one hundred percent for each? legendary you have as long as you have no set bonuses equipped Mm -hmm. i expect john to remember that maybe a little more scott i don't know if you're familiar with that one Mm -hmm. they changed that to a legend uh, a gem for your like a a rift Mm -hmm. uh, gem for your ring or or necklace uh slot and um they made it so that the percentage is increasable by leveling it up Mm -hmm. and that you get double for ancient uh ancient legendaries yeah Mm -hmm. So the, the cap, it's like I think a meta thing for a few of the classes to be just doing non-set item builds because that increases the damage significantly, which allows you to kind of come up with your own build too because it, with the set, you're locked into, you know, it increases this this specific ability by 4,000%. So use that ability, dummy. And there's, you know, I, I, it's just not as fun when you're like, you have the set you're like, that's what I have to play. So it's actually been really cool that they have this gem in there. It makes end game interesting because now you're playing science. With, mm. I, I really liked that about that's not a seasonal thing. That's like just a new gem. So that'll be true yeah. next season too.
2: That's yeah. crazy. Cause that was my favorite season that I've participated in was the one where they gave you the set bonuses earlier mm like if
3: the you ring had... of you got the ring of royal grandeur for free
2: that one uh there was a season where it was like you only needed one item to get your two set bonus you needed three items to get your four yeah yeah
3: it, it said there's a ring of royal grandeur which gives that but they gave it to everyone for free as like a pack. oh is that what it was i remember yeah. that yeah. yeah you
1: started yeah, with it yes. right it was in your bag immediately yeah, yeah.
3: This season wasn't actually that great. It was one that gives you a, a, a little pool of power that you stand in, but it was annoying because yeah, I'm like, I'm not standing I hated
2: This I hated I, I'm it I'm doing so corpse much. explosion
3: build. I'm like, I got to go find the corpses and blow them up. <laughs> I, I can't stand there. I need to stand. So, But this next one is... This next one's wacky. Um, so after you get five kills, you get some things. And after you get 10 kills, you get something which culminates in treasure chests falling from the sky and chickens falling down and attacking things. <laughs> and at a, at a thousand kill streak, it's just question marks in the patch notes
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, challenge.
3: This, Like so all you have to you get this right from level one. all you have to do is chain kills together. You know you get like a massacre bonus so you got to keep killing. You have know, five seconds or it's the, it starts right. all over again. But the things that it does sounds ridiculous, like chickens yeah. and treasure chests falling from the sky. and No cows? I mean, there are there any else? cows in this? There are probably some cows. I, don't, I didn't memorize the list, but it's like a lot of weird stuff. And then explosions of ice and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I like, oh, angels at some point will come down and just fight Ooh. for you as like pets. That's cool. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but the thousand, I, I need to get a thousand kill chains. I have to find out what... What happens at a thousand? Wow. It must be cows, actually, now that you mention it.
1: By the way, this reminds me I got an email this week from, or maybe it was Twitter. Shoot, I don't remember. Uh, said that they think that the person in the grave in the gameplay trailer isn't Deckard Kane, that that person in the grave is a now mortal material, and that that old guy is. I forgot his name, but the Haradrim dude that's hanging out Lorath. with Lorath. Lorath, yeah.
3: Lorath N'ar or something like that.
1: Yeah, how do we like that theory? It seems interesting. Maybe.
3: I
2: Maybe. want Angel Teriel back. Not that I have anything wrong with Mortal Teriel. I just think that Teriel is the coolest looking character Blizzard has ever designed.
1: I mean, he is rad. He could come bursting out of the ground, though. There's, you know, that world doesn't. No one ever truly dies. My
2: one fear uh, honestly Just if I was gonna, if I was going to if I was going to say this is the maybe two things that I'm the most concerned about Diablo 4 with is I'm worried that in their quest for bleakness and darkness they're going to make two weird mistakes they're going to get away from some of the stuff that I genuinely like about Diablo that Diablo 3 really leaned into in a fun way um, and I I am Still not a hundred percent sold on the more limited color palette. I I miss color in the game. Mm. Don't mind dark, but I like colorful dark. I don't like going back to Brown Town for all my graphics.
1: Brown Town. My <laughs> my <No. home>. careful. <laughs> careful. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
2: not talk about Brown Town. Yeah, nobody Sorry. wants
1: to go to Brown Town. I can tell you that.
2: Like I just I Oops, just feel mini-wise. like they're. I just feel like maybe they might try to push that pendulum a little too far in response to, oh, people got mad about Diablo 3. That doesn't mean I don't want to see Tyrael. It doesn't mean I don't want to see stupid things like Frostmourne in the game for some reason, you know, stuck in some ice in the background or literally uh, getting Thunder Fury, Blessed Blade of the Windseeker as a weapon that I can wield and run around with. Like, I hope that that spirit that's a little tongue in cheek still remains. Even as they're trying to make it dark.
1: I'll bet you they do. I'll bet it's full of references. I'll bet you still get like a dead mouse trinket or something, you know. They'll find some other super fan of Diablo and include him in the game. There'll be other weird references. Um, like I love the tie-ins they did with heroes with the story stuff, uh, with character descriptions and like their weapon, uh like the um what do you call that when they're what do you call it when it's a better weapon in the game that drops something? legendary Legend, not legendary it's higher than that it's the one where you get the borders that are perfect the a, ancient yes well there's pri- there's ancient legendaries and there's primal, primal legendaries yeah but either one of those one of those i remember i can't remember which one but it was like johanna's flail and it had like little backstory text flavor text down there about no one's seen her they don't know where she is but it was the implication that she was in the nexus oh
3: yeah, yeah she has a legendary item with the flavor text yeah
1: is- i love that stuff that stuff's great, and I don't think they're going to lose that. I really don't. I think that the general direction and the darkness, I am sort of all in for, because again, I like my fantasy a little darker. But you know, hopefully there'll be some. What I hope is the colorful moments will be so contrasty to the to Brown Town that it'll be just unbelievable. You just be like, "Oh my gosh, look at the way that thing exploded," or look at the green ooze coming out of his his bum. <laughs> That's that's quite the look, you know, against this backdrop of of dreary future Tristram or whatever. I think it has potential yeah. to to do both. Um I hope so I hope your I hope your concerns are not realized, but I also share them a little bit. I totally get it. I I get what you're saying. Yeah. We're not looking for you know, we don't want necessarily Joe Sir, Joe Sirius to take over all of Blizzard development. Like maybe you can you can back up. I don't know, man. The, they
3: got a lot of praise for what they showed, John. Mm-hmm, they I, wouldn't, I wouldn't keep my hopes up.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there's a line. I think, I mean, honestly, playing Diablo 3 again, it, that game's dark. Yeah, like, it's plenty dark. I still dark. think people are, I think people are a little bit crazy with when they call that game. Yeah, it's completely, it's not, it's not dark enough, but... You know, that's my opinion. That's my takeaway. I could be just as wrong as I think they are. So. Well,
1: the, the claim that they used to make that it was like, wow, that was always misplaced. I'd never agreed with that because it didn't look like wow to me. If anything, the story points were maybe more wow-like. They were more simplified and and you could tell they were sort of the Metzen-esque sort of hero story stuff going on in the background. But the actual minute-to-minute play, the zones, the dungeon, random dungeon stuff, that all, you know, that's slimy, gross, bloated corpse stuff. It's great nothing wrong with any of that
3: and, i don't know the the, the the when in the gameplay trailer for diablo 4 the towns i would say it's, it would be a disservice to say that they looked similar like i think yeah the diablo Four what they did show of like the towns and stuff were were way more detailed and dark and reminded me more of the witcher than anything else mm. yeah. the witcher has definitely like Velen at least um the Velen area has a very distinct boggy you know it seems like a really crappy disease ridden place
0: mm-hmm.
3: to live and and so i can imagine there being other zones but at the same time i just I, they've gotten so much feedback about diablo three and it's really feels like they are trying to to take that feedback including some of the stuff we might not disagree with or we might disagree with and really make this a win for them win for the critics for even the loudest of critics even so.
1: even if they don't just totally solve that like they, at the very least they seem like they're taking what made Diablo 2 tonally po- extremely popular about that game was its tone and then they're taking a bit of Diablo 1 and they're taking a little bit of Diablo 2 and they're certainly taking things from combat and from gameplay flow from 3 I think this is good. Like bring all this, they kept saying it on stage. We've learned a lot and we're taking lessons from every game we've done and we're putting it all, you know, trying to put all the best stuff into this. And I, and if they're, you know, serious about that, I think that sounds good to me. Like I have faith. Yeah. In it. Like, and like, I don't
2: have a problem with them trying to come up with Diablo's world, having its own identity beyond isometric. Wow. Yeah. Which is how I think it got labeled. in. The Diablo Three era, and I don't think that's necessarily unfair. There's definitely a quality of that, right? Um, so I think maybe leaning into an art style that is more Witcher esque, a little more, a little more its own thing. I think that can be fine. I just I don't want them to forget that they're a game that featured a level with a bunch of upright cows just going moo.
1: <laughs> I I mean, even Diablo Two had that, so I feel like you're safe. I feel I feel like they're gonna have they'll have fun it'll feel easter eggy it won't feel too over the top and they'll still be able to adhere to these this sort of dark stuff and it will it will really sell uh separate the game from the rest of their of their lineups um i think that's good like really create the the space that is diablo in your lineup of video games it's you know truly its own place without too much influence from wow and other games like just have it Really stand out as its own thing in the way that Overwatch does in a totally different way. I think that's good for Blizzard. At least I think yeah, it's. I think good.
3: I think that the difference. I think the difference is this: like in in um, Diablo three, you know, Diablo kind of gets burst in smoke or in laser light. You know, when it, it comes, but in the trailer we saw three people's guts get ripped open to form an interdimensional womb and watched you know even as she's born there's like placenta like crap hanging off of her horns and stuff it's it didn't go all out but like it's there there's like you know goop and and (laughs) grossness and i think i think that is scrubbed from diablo 3 at least reveling in disturbing things that you would see in a game like doom or in a game like witcher 3 that I think people expect from the Diablo franchise. I think people want to play and go like, Ew! Yeah. like, I know I do. So I'm kind of, that's what I'm rooting for. I don't know if I'll get it
1: either. Well, but. in some ways that's Diablo, yeah. Diablo owns that, the origin of that kind of video game tone, right? For all those years back yeah. from 96 forward, like mm-hmm. that's what RPGs tried to be like and look like. And so this is just them kind of taking it back. I'm, I'm totally cool with everything I'm seeing so far. Yeah. I'm really excited. The
3: trailer was so good. I'm still watching it daily. I don't know what you guys...
1: I've watched it, I don't know, 15 times or something. That's a lot.
3: I watched it 17 times, Scott.
1: I, gotta, I need to go do a... <laughs> I'm going to go do a goofy like audio cut of it like I did with that WoW thing because I just can't help it. So I'm going to do something with fart noises and stuff. Look forward to it. It'll be great. <laughs> um, all right. By the way, that Sylvanas line I used at the end of that video... Is from uh, Heroes. Uh, Oh yeah, a lot of great lines in the Heroes. Yeah, the final. Here, I'm gonna play a little for the chat, but you can hear this audio here. Hold on, skip ahead. That's (laughs) that. That's me doing that. Um, Okay, here we go.
0: At least I took a throne.
1: Anyway, that was really fun to make. If you don't know what it is, go look at my YouTube channel and wonder why I bother. All right. Uh Bo, Overwatch. A little bit of that still. How's that going?
3: I've yeah, been playing like I put in once I finally got unsick enough to play games, all I want to do is play Overwatch. Nice. Uh, quick Match is good. So <laughs> they did the thing we've been asking for at Heroes Forever. And Quick Match is just Q is tank, Q is healer, Q is damage. So you always get two tanks and two healers, and two mm-hmm. damage. Mm-hmm. And so you got to wait a little longer if you want to play, I don't know, damage. But you get to be damaged, and you don't have to go, someone play tag, release the game, there's no tag, me, 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 me. <laughs> so it's actually pretty awesome um, to just be able to queue up and play something that you want. Yeah. Um, you have to wait a little longer between games, so that kind of sucks, but overall, it's just kind of fun knowing I got in a game, and I can play Ash, mm-hmm. and...
1: Yeah, there aren't going to be four I mean, ashes, and the team needs to be more. Yeah, I think that was really smart of them to do. It was comes up. I log in, I'm
3: like, I, I try to pick ashes as quickly as I can. Then nobody's picking tank, and I'm like, great, fine, I'll take Reinhardt because I'm a team player, and no one else can be a big person. <laughs> Just that's all gone. <laughs> yeah, and I even the, the, the classic quick match is available in arcade. Yeah. And it's all just people, like, playing Genji. It's like 10 Genji. Oh, it's, it's not ridiculous. All Genjis, but it's yeah. like, it's Genji, Hanzo, <laughs> you know, Soldier 76. Like, no healers, no tanks. It's just all the people who just want to, like, spam Assassin games. So I'm like, I'm out of here. It's
1: I really mean, fun. it's cool that they do that so you can still have that ridiculous way of playing. But I really like the more stringent rules in the in the main game yeah. a lot.
3: Yeah. And i got to be honest, like, as much as we've talked about D4, like, I still feel like d4 overshadowed everything about blizzcon but i'm actually like i'm kind of hyped for overwatch (laughs) to be honest with you i really Mm -hmm. like the trailer they had Mm -hmm. and i know they didn't show off a lot um but i don't know i'm just i I really uh i just really trying to make a point of playing it more because i really like i really like playing ash and genji well yeah if you're in the beta
2: for overwatch too you got to play it oh yeah yeah, but like
3: it's a (laughs) it's a really good game like i think like i was you know playing a lot of heroes and we were playing a lot of heroes but i'm freed up more it's i mean it's just a pleasure to log into the overwatch client like it's just so pretty mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like, you log in it's like da, 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 da. i feel so welcome when i log in i'm like it's pretty great
1: yeah It's 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 <laughs> it's cool i'd love Excuse to play me, some more so we should get some games going i would love to play I haven't played with people in a while, so why not?
3: Yeah, I mean, I've just been playing Diablo, and probably that'll come up again once the season starts.
1: But, like, I... Yeah, Overwatch is a good time, man. Yeah. You want to get a few games in yeah. here and there, I think uh, we could probably arrange such a thing. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's going to be our show today, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Uh, if you like this show, hey, guess what? We have a Patreon, and it's stupid, simple, and cheap to get into. Not only that, but there's like really cool rewards you can get. And this is what happens when you launch a Patreon, you get a bunch of really great people right up front. And then there's a whole bunch of people that just never do it. And I'm reaching out to you now today, those people. You're sitting here listening to this and you're going, man, I have learned so much today about Diablo Seasons, about Burnout Paradise Remastered and why it's still one of the greatest racing games in the history of mankind. I know much more about Red Dead Redemption and why Arthur Morgan is our best friend. Maybe you heard me talk about ESO and went, damn it, finally, I'm going to just get that game. If that kind of advice is valuable to you, but head on over to patreon.com slash core show and uh, join the party, because that's what we're having here is a is a big old party, and we love having you be a part of it. Uh, so do that. That's patreon.com slash core show. Everything else you're looking for is over at frogpants.com slash core. And you can find us on Twitter, core pod for the show, John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson and Bo Schwartz. Uh, I think it's going to do it. Any words of wisdom, John, before we go?
2: Uh, Overwatch 2 is an expansion pack.
1: Nice. Man, that's got wisdom in it. Lots of it. Very wisdom-based answer you gave there. Nice job. Uh, Bo, would would you like to rebut or add anything to that? The world could always use more heroes. Oh, see? (laughs) I freaking agree. And also,
2: China! Hello, China! China!
1: All right, great. Hey, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. We'll see you next time on another episode of CORE. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.
0: China!